Your sensors are correct. Do not adjust your heading. Your heading. You've discovered the Omega Particle. Streaming to the Alpha Quadrant and beyond. 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 Here's your host. The anchorman of the Federation. The doctor of Dilithium. This is Jonathan Wiegand. Yes, like the man said, I am your doctor of Dilithium, Jonathan Wiegand, the anchorman of the Federation, and for the hundredth time, welcome to the Omega Particle Podcast. Wow, I still can't believe it that we're actually here, a hundred episodes, that seems wild to me, uh, especially since I think the average podcast only gets seven, eight episodes in. Is that still right, Luna? Okay. We, we started the podcast February 2020. Thank you so much for listening through all these years and through 100 episodes. We have a very special guest. The absolute love of my life is on, and we're going to be t- discussing a great, great episode of Trek called Tapestry uh, from Next Generation, and I can't wait to get into it and tell you guys all about it. My wife has been on a couple times throughout the podcast, and she always gives great insights, so we're going to get into that with her. Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It helps out the podcast, gets us out there, and we just want to say thank you. I think we just hit over 32,000 Instagram followers, so that's mind-blowing, mind-bottling, as they say. (laughs) Without further ado, let's not wait any longer. Let's get into our review of Tapestry. The Next Generation, Season 6, Episode 15. Luna, let's roll. No, but welcome to the podcast. This is our, what's it, 100th episode, which is wild to think of. I know. Because it's been, it'll be four years. Mm-hmm. It'll be four years in February. Which is wild to think. But I, I still remember when you were in the drive through lane at Cookout and telling me, I want to start a podcast. And then we ate Cookout and regretted it. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is now when people say that, they're like, I'm going to start a podcast. And they're like, oh, no, it's going to be like some right wing extremists like thing with your buddies in chairs mm. saying really terrible things but mm. it's like no it was a star trek podcast so a little bit ahead of my time it's our 100th episode but before we get into it did you want to go into a little bit about i know i'm kind of putting all my tags of your of your art did you want to kind of go into a little bit of your art or did you want me to introduce you with that stuff or yeah i mean i just i i'm an oil painter and my I, I only use a limited color palette of black and white, but I like to simplify my color palettes with very detailed landscapes and seascapes, and I just I find a lot of joy and challenge in doing that, and so that's currently the path that I'm on with my oil painting. So yeah. Well, cool. We'll definitely check her stuff out. It's in our episode description and on all social media but speaking of art do you know what's like art tapestry oh so do you know aren't we all part of a tapestry that dolly parton says (laughs) the coat of many colors that's it yeah (laughs) 
I think that's a Bible reference. Oh, uh, okay. Well, she has a song <laughs> called Code of Many. Oh, she does because she's so poor. Well, and her mom puts the rags together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it makes a coat of many colors. So it's not a biblical thing. It's a it's a poverty thing. Yeah. But she, which we she, both understand. We, we, both, grew, we grew up extremely poor. Well, not that. Not as much as Dolly. Not, not that bad. Dolly Parton. Yeah, no. But. <laughs> close. Me, me more closer than you. You much more. <laughs> me more closer than you. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Dolly Parton's coats. <laughs> Tapestry, season six, episode 15 of The Next Generation. And we chose this episode to celebrate our 100th episode. Wait, why did we choose this episode? Because you saw that, was it a reel or a gif I posted? And you're like, what's the episode where Picard's laying shirtless in bed with that man? <laughs> and I go, tapestry. <laughs> Instantly knew. I didn't even, okay. Yeah, so um, I was like, let's, and I was like, let's do tapestry. The other episode on board was the horny episode. Ah. It was the, I think it's season one or season two. Or the outbreak, and it's mainly known for data being like, "Oh, I'm fully functional." Oh, my penis works. Oh, he's a robot guy, right? He's the robot. Okay, guy. gotcha. <laughs> and so, and he, everyone gets horned up, and so I was like, "That would be a funny episode to do." But we're like, when you said tapestry, I love tapestry. It's one of my top five episodes because there's so many things you can talk about. You can talk about leadership. You can talk bad relationships. You can talk about past and why it's important and everything so i was like we're definitely going to talk like that's such an easy avenue mm-hmm. to talk about because this um, is picard's christmas carol if you think about it because that guy q is like mm. the ghost of past present and future yeah and he gives him another shot to be the like, whole time i was watching i was like this is just christmas. that's christmas carol oh my gosh yeah Right, well, that's it. We can wrap up now. Uh, no longer five. tapestry. It's, it's Picard, Christmas Picard's Christmas Carol. And fun fact about uh, Sir Patrick Stewart is that he actually did a one-man show of Christmas Carol in the 90s and won a bunch of awards for it. Random. Okay. Well, I read his memoir, so. Well, good for you. I have a two-part episode. <laughs> <laughs> Way to plug your a own A little side. shameless plug. All right. So how do we how do we start this out? So first off, let's go into some, let me pull my notes here. I'm not editing any of this out. <laughs> so. I know you had like a whole like thing you wanted to follow by. Right? Yeah. And so we're going to talk about first off will be like stray observations. Like what do you think of it? What was awkward? What was this? Some of the, the notes you took here. Um, I mean. Usually all of that would be like straight ops. And I'm pointing to your notes. Like all of that would be like straight ops. I have to write notes because I don't know what is going on half the time. But Okay. I don't have any backstory on this Q guy. Okay. 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 Who is that dude? Because he's, so, he's kind of like a frenemy, I feel like. He's very much a frenemy. So he is this omnipotent, omnipresent being that are called Q. Just the letter Q. Now, this is before QAnon. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, there's no relation to that. Okay. So, it's it's a... He's part of a massive society called the Q Continuum. Of course. And they're, they're immortal. They never die. Mm. And so, they travel the universe, and they can just do whatever they want. All right. And so, at the very beginning of TNG, he puts humanity on trial... And then supposedly the whole seven seasons is humanity 
proving to Q that we can change, we're not animals, we're better than we were like a thousand years ago. I mean, I'm watching Attack on Titan right now. and <laughs> Why is everyone Ken? They're all smooth down there. <laughs> why are they? I was like, they don't have any genitalia. But why? They have no reproductive organs, no. But when I was watching this, I felt like Q was... It, it felt like he was just a friend that he has known for hundreds of years. Like They are very friendly together. Okay. They've, they've seen each other several times by this point. But he was like a friend, but like he was also a dick. Yeah, 100%. Oh, okay. So, 100%. He also shows up in Voyager a couple of times. Tries oh. to have a baby with Captain Wait, Janeway. Wait, as Q or a different dude? As Q. Oh, okay. And tries to have a baby with, with Captain Janeway and doesn't work out. I think we have a... A name for that and it's called rape <laughs> well he tried he didn't rape her oh okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to put explicit on, <laughs> on this episode i put the little e I'm, I'm just i'm just trying to clear things up in the for way people you that don't know the way you explained it okay. trying to have a baby with her mm, okay that's did, a good point. was it consensual no they didn't end up because she said no she's like i don't want did she like him no oh. but i would have had a baby with him that means i could be force-fed 60,000 light years and go home. I would have done it for the sake of my crew, but let's not get it. That's a whole (laughs) other conversation. Well over my head. Again, this is a top five episode for me, so that's one of my big straight observations. One of my observations, does... Does Picard have daddy issues? Yes, he does. Okay. When that like has, when his dad showed up, he didn't it kind of felt like that. Yeah, his dad wanted him to stay back at the vineyard and kind of tend the vineyard and be that guy. Oh yeah, cuz he has a vineyard in the show Picard, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Oh. And so his dad wanted him to and then didn't didn't work out cuz he wanted to get out and go and chase the stars and join the starfleet academy and then his brother his older brother no i'm sorry his younger brother was left to tend the vineyard which is a whole another great two-part episode too when he goes back home Hmm. okay and um yeah another observation that i had was those um what are they called nausicans and i i keep wanting to call it nausicaa Oh, my, like the, like the studio here, Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, obviously you can tell I'm an animator. Um, but they reminded me of like a predator from like the Predator mm-hmm. movies. I was yeah. like, why? This looks like a predator. <laughs> yeah, their 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 mouth definitely is that vibe. And this is after Predator came out too. Maybe it was an inspiration. It was definitely an inspiration. Mm. But Nausicans are kind of jerks. They're, I got I got big, that. They're a big bag of dicks. I got that that clue from watching yeah they're a big bag of dicks they just were constantly like poking the bear poking the bear yeah and then they stab him through the heart is there other episodes with those dudes okay mainly next mainly sorry not next generation mainly voyager okay that makes sense now i um (laughs) another observation that i had was the pool oh dom jot dom jot so i wanted to talk about this too I notice that it kind of... Would you play Dork Ball on that? Yeah, so Dork Ball is a game that is kind of like you play the cue ball. And then... No, it's not the cue ball. It's the eight ball. Mm-hmm. And you just like try to get other people out. Um, so it's so like a regional pool game. <laughs> but 
No, so that was one of the big things I wanted to talk about because that's I think that's the only time we actually see Domjot played in Star Trek before. Oh. So Domjot, I don't know anything about Domjot except in DS9 when Cisco's son, Jake, is like, oh, I'm playing Domjot. Cisco freaks the F out. I was like, you can't play Domjot. You're too young. You're going to get hurt. And I was like, get hurt? What? And so you th- I thought it was like this kind of Preezy Squares type of situation, which is a very dangerous game in the Star Trek universe. But when I saw it, I was like, oh, they're playing with like tiny pool sticks. Is it because the Nausicans like it so much? I and don't know. That Maybe he- it's a betting thing. Oh, I can see that. Yeah. It's like, I don't want you playing because you're going to be like some, oh, a lot of money to some bookie or something. But that, that was actually something I wanted to talk about. It was like, I was like, I don't, they, we don't really get any explanation. So mm-hmm. that's a, that's more of a writer's thing more than a. Another observation I had was that they didn't try to change John Luke's image in the mirror. They just like kept him older. I was like, that would have been like a little bit better as far as like, oh yeah, like presentation wise. Be like, oh, in the mirror he like looks young, but they just kept him look older. You know. I would have, I would have liked that too because they even did that in another episode. It's called like Rascals, I think, mm-hmm. and they all get. They all get turned into little kids, mm-hmm. and John Luke gets turned into a little kid. So I was like, they they did it with that one. Well, I just don't know why they just didn't do it with that young actor. I think they probably just didn't. It's a lot of work, I guess, putting oh. makeup on him and then putting like a fake hair on him and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So they probably just were like, ah, screw it. <laughs> but um, that's a good point. <laughs> and so, if you like fast forward with that marta chick like i just thought that um (laughs) she was like so after like john luke and then suddenly she's like the the deed is done and she's like okay bye (laughs) maybe it was like i was thinking she was so about him (laughs) she was so and then they had sex and then she's like i want nothing to do with you which makes me think the D was bad. Mm. The Enterprise D was not that great. Wait, did she give a reason why other than, like, it just wouldn't work out? Yeah, and it, like, ruined the friendship. And, like, uh, wouldn't you think about that? Because you've been friends for years. Before you did all and that. And then you have sex for, like, let's say, like, five minutes. <laughs> That's a lot. It's generous. Five, five minutes. And then... It suddenly it's ruined. You never want to see each other again. It must have been like yeah. It must have been bad. Yeah, unless she thought, oh, he'll be, you know, I guess how the original John Luke was, and it's like dominating and cool, and you know, he, like, she's getting lovemaking of a much older man. <laughs> so maybe he's like he needs to slow down, <laughs> or he needs to speed up, or probably. take a take a break. He needs, <laughs> he needs to break. take he needs to take a break. <laughs> um, our son might listen to this one day, so let's keep it. As PG as possible. And another thing that I thought was so funny is that the Noskins were like, oh no, we're going to fight that girl. <laughs> that girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I had that in my notes too. Is like at the, when they break out at the fight, and there's like, all right, we're going to all get in a fight. And like one, there's like three on three, and one Dom, one, one Noskin was basically like, I'm going after mm-hmm. this like five foot four female. Yeah. And talk, I mean, that's a, that's a quality. I got to hang out to them. They're like, you're gonna roll we're gonna roll oh yeah so, mm-hmm. but i thought that's not very fair but she held her own yeah it looks like held her own most of the time yeah i mean the point was to get john luke stabbed i mean come on now <laughs> yeah but still john's like i john luke's like i did the stabbing <laughs> oh no not that well apparently because mm. he uh not friends with marta anymore no no 
It's one of my favorite episodes simply because there's a lot of great life lessons in it and a lot of times good sci-fi mentions and comments on real life which is very rare yeah i think it, it i think it had a good overall message it's like you know if you take out one thing that you think oh that's not important and the rest of it just comes undone for sure it, it unravels the tapestry of your mm-hmm. life and, mm-hmm. um i know for me for example yeah there's definitely things that I regret and I'm not happy or proud about, but at the same time, like I wouldn't be the same person either without those things. So yeah, most specifically like relationships, like bad relationships. Mm-hmm. I've been in bad relationships, one really bad relationship before. But if you hadn't been in that bad relationship, you it, wouldn't have met me. Yeah, and it, well, it wouldn't have made me appreciate the best thing in your life. Exactly. And it wouldn't have made me appreciate certain aspects of our relationship Mm -hmm. if I didn't have that. Because it was like, man, this sucks. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. I learned a lot. And looking back on it now, probably, I don't know, 13, 15 years out of it, I was like, yeah, I'm glad I went through that. I'm glad the decisions sucked, but it it worked out in the end. If you took that away, I wouldn't be the same person or the same husband or anything like that so and i think you know john luke getting stabbed you know it did it suck in the moment yeah but did he need that to show i'm ba and brave and don't take crap off nobody yeah i did that too like you said it would made him value human life and gave him Mm -hmm. the respect of human life and the ability to take risk and no this is a great leadership example of that too because you have to be able to take risk and jump off not only in professional settings but also personal settings too like if you don't take any risks you're going to end up a junior grade lieutenant astrophysicist person that (laughs) who just files reports all day doesn't do anything with their life because they just want to stay safe so no matter what there's always a danger and risk taking you have to do to have any type of legitimately good life so but you know the biggest lesson of all Mm. don't bone your friends exactly (laughs) Yeah, it was it was kind of weird because like at the beginning of the episode, they were like the best of friends, and literally in like two days, he ruined everything. Mm-hmm. Like he was like, "I'm not gonna sleep with her. I'm gonna sleep with her, ruin it," even though she was head over heels for me for years. Mm-hmm. I think uh, maybe it was the stabbing and the bravery yeah. that probably got her. But could have been. Was she the one that got away? No, no, no. That's I, okay. That's that's Beverly. Dr. Beverly Crusher. She's the, well... The crush. (laughs) Crush that dick, so no. (laughs) Definitely needs an E on that. No, no, needs an E. No, so she... She is the one that got away and then eventually gets her back. So, Mm. has a son with her and everything that we learned. Uh, Spoilers. Well, it's been out for like a long time, so... Still, I... I, Picard season three, spoilers. I I respect people who are waiting. (laughs) <laughs> I can't afford Paramount Plus, so I'm waiting till I can. <laughs> At this point, you have to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You, you have to kind of just move on from that. I remember I was doing spoiler alerts for, like, DS9 and Voyager, and I'm like, that the show's, like, 30 years old. And so it kind of goes into, like, kind of a really mild recap of the episode. So he gets um, kind of an energy blast at this negotiation table or some diplomatic thing causes artificial heart to 
go haywire. It looks like he had chili dumped on his chest. Because it was, like, very crude. I like how they were like, you're dead. And he's like, no, I'm not. I'm like, bro, look at your chest. <laughs> it's like this massive hole or supposedly hole in your chest. Um, I'm shocked that he's had a fake heart since he was 21. I don't think they even mentioned that until oh, re- this episode. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, that- it's like, I guess Picard had an artificial heart. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Why not? Um, <laughs> it makes for a good episode. Yeah. And so he dies on the table. Yeah. Cute apparently meets him in death and is like hey we're going to i'm going to give you another opportunity christmas carol you can go back to one regret that you have you can change it and then see how your life would look in present day if that changed q is really the ghost of past present and future all in one he really is (laughs) yeah i'm going to make my my episode art just patrick stewart as uh not Scrooge. Yeah, it's, it's Scrooge. It's Scrooge, yeah. yeah. I was thinking Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> but I was like, wait, that is right. Just not the McDuck part. Um, <laughs> so, brings him back. Brings him to the current day. He avoids getting stabbed by the Nausicans. So he doesn't get stabbed by the Nausicans. He turns out he's like this loser report pusher. And he's like, well, I don't want to do this. And he's like, well, I'm going to try to be a command now and Riker try like no you just have all these lofty goals and you don't want to do the work to get there who is that woman beside Riker that was Troy Deanna Troy she's the ship's counselor counselor of like like people counselor oh so she okay she's like the therapist oh do the people need that in the 24th century they do because they're so progressive that they have a therapist on board wow they are progressive but she's a betazoid or half betazoid the hell is that <laughs> she can tell now if she's fully betazoid she can read your thoughts but she's half betazoid so she can read emotions so a betazoid boned a non-betazoid like a human yeah and yeah and her mom i think her mom's fully betazoid what okay <laughs> and then her dad is human yeah all right and then her dad dies so she's a betazoid so she attests <laughs> she's a beta <laughs> It's funny. Beta, oh, okay. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, like, like t- beta fish? Or? No, like a beta, like like a test. <laughs> post. <laughs> no, we're not cutting that out. No! <laughs> you can't say post. <laughs> Luna, we're keeping that in. Um, no, wait, so, okay. Well, either way, I, I did love that because it's like, it. I feel like it describes somebody that doesn't really take any risk. It's like they have these lofty goals for not doing, willing to do the work to get there. And for me professionally and even everything, my personal life, yeah, sometimes you have to do the grunt work and you have to take risks. Mm-hmm. And there's a great episode of Scrubs. And if you've known me at all, you probably know what I'm referencing. You will always try to reference Scrubs whenever you can. it's a great show. <laughs> it's a great show. No, in, in the Scrubs episode, I was watching it with my good friend who lives in Maine now. I'm not going to say his name. But he's a longtime friend of the podcast who will not listen to this episode, but... I know Jason will. Um, we were watching. I was watching with him, and he. They talk about how that you have to sometimes in life you have to take risk, and if you don't, sometimes you look back, and it's not the fact. The scarier thing is not taking the risk; is what happens if you don't, and what your life will look like without that. And so, yeah, this is one of my favorite episodes for that reason. To remind me, even now as thirty-four year old persons, like no, you can still take risk, and you still have to. And not be comfortable because that gets 
it gets old, it gets boring, it gets com- like like I said, it gets comfortable, and you don't want that. Yeah, exactly. Like starting a podcast. Starting a podcast, or mm-hmm. moving to the East Coast for a girl I met online. That's one. <laughs> wow, she sounds amazing. She is amazing. <laughs> so John Luke decides to. You know, I really love what I was doing. I want to get stabbed by the Noskin. He gets another chance by Q to set it right. And he gets transported to current day again. And his heart works and he doesn't die on the table. And mm-hmm. he's the same John Luke. Hmm. So Q has the power to just let him die on the table? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. resurrect him. Wow. Yeah, That's they are all powerful beings. And he looks like that. You would have thought that he would have been made himself more attractive. Well, he... Well, I don't know what you're talking about. I think John DeLance is a very attractive man. And do you know you've seen him in other stuff? Like what? Breaking Bad. As what? You know, break spoilers for Breaking Bad. <laughs> do you know when the airplane explodes? Um, and poop flies everywhere? Well, poop and that's like that teddy bear flies everywhere. Yeah. He's the air traffic controller. That is so random. And he plays a great job of that. He's, do you know that woman who choked on her own vomit? Jesse's girlfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was her dad. Oh. So her dad and that was John DeLance. Oh. So I think that's the only thing I've ever seen him in besides Star Trek. But he's done a lot. I just haven't seen him. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey. Yeah, that's kind of a rough a rough overall view of the episode. But getting to likes and dislikes, what did you, what did you like about it? I liked how it was pretty much, <laughs> like I said... Star Trek, but Christmas Carol, <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah. It, yeah, it was different. Like, oh, it was definitely different than the other two I've seen. Mm-hmm. You, you haven't, I haven't shown you a run of the mill every day episode yet because mm-hmm. those are kind of boring. But if you like Star Trek, you get into it. Luna, our intern, is that's why you're not a producer. You, what are you eating? <laughs> she likes to eat while she's on air with us. Yeah, we're not. We're muting your mic. You're not. You're not talking. I'm gonna have to edit those sounds out. Thanks, Luna. Um, I got completely distracted by her. Everyone's like, "When are you gonna pay Luna? We give her producer credits." We're like, "Well, Luna's got some fans, but Luna can just wait." I don't think she deserves to be. I don't think she deserves it. But yeah, exactly. She complains half the time. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard she waited in line. It's Starbucks for the new Stanley Cup or something. I know. And I was like, you don't even like red. <laughs> it's, it's all image with her. I know. It really is. We're just trying <laughs> She's great. She's, she's a ball. Uh, she's great. No, um, so my biggest like, again, is like those great themes mm-hmm. of the episode. That's probably my favorite part. Well, yeah. And it's just... And also the, the famous scene of Picard waking up shirtless next to... John Delance. That that's, that was really funny. Yeah, that's probably. The, I liked how he covered his nipples with the. Blanket. Yeah, we're like, it's oh, such. A, I feel like it's an English person thing to do. My nipples are showing. My nipples are exposed. Dear God. Yeah, so I I think that was probably my my most favorite. He's is probably that. like I probably I watched, so I know. Yeah. Exactly. Well, if he's omnipotent, he sees everything anyway. Um, long story short, that's probably my favorite. Mm. Is the likes um, dislikes. I wouldn't really say there's too many dislikes. I like, didn't like the whole, like... I guess I just didn't like Marta's character. I think that's what I, I think, think that was kind of thrown in. 
I think it was like... Like filler? A little, but I feel like they were trying to do a lot in that episode where they were like, okay, we're going to try to make you, if you pull one tapestry thread, your whole life is unraveled. And this is one moment about getting stabbed. Okay, we're also going to do unrequited love. Mm. And it's like, sometimes don't do it. Mm-hmm. Which to me is like, no, if you have feelings with somebody, you should definitely but let them know. But I think she liked it if he was, like his character, I think she would have boned him if he had gotten stabbed. <laughs> Yeah, like, she's like, you change, you're serious. But that also is what made him even more attracted to her, she said. Remember? She was on the bed like, I don't know, it's attractive. I don't think Marta knows what she wants. (laughs) No, she doesn't. But I think it was, I think I would agree with that. That may be a little too much on there. Mm -hmm. It seemed like they tried to do too much with the unrequited love Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. you know, getting stabbed all in the same episode. But Yes. So I would agree with that. It's not a 100%, but... It's definitely a top ten episode, in my opinion. Like, it's one of my favorites. Yeah. Life lesson ones. hmm I would say the only dislike is we don't get any notice about his artificial heart before this episode, and they really don't kind of talk about it after. Really? Doesn't we? What about when he turns into a Borg? Well, he gets assimilated. What the that's heck? like season... That's like season three, season four. And they don't mention it then? Nope. Huh. It's just almost like they were like... We need him to be able to, like, get stabbed and live. Like, really stabbed. And they were like, artificial heart. <laughs> yeah. And it makes sense because he was like, oh, if I got stabbed, that's gave me the confidence to do this away mission. Gave me the confidence to, like, take over the Stargazer and do all this kind of nonsense in his future career. Yeah. But um, that was my, dis- yeah, I agree with that. But not mm-hmm. a lot of dislikes, though. Um, okay. I would score this episode one of five. Five is, like, impossible. It's, like, the best episode ever. Very rare coming out. That's kind of how I would score it. Four is, like, decent. I would do this at, like, a 4.2. And, like, three is, like, average. So I would do this like, a 4.2. It's better than good. I would say a 4.5 because I don't like the number 4.2. <laughs> Fair. You said 4.25. 4.25. I enjoyed it just a little bit more. Just a little bit did. more, yeah. Um, no, but I think it's... Yeah. This is my third episode, so... so what, let me ask you this. Mm. The other two episodes, you did the Horny Ghost. Horny I think ghost. it was like 10 episodes ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah, it was episode 90. We did the, the Horny... And we drank in that episode. We're not drinking. We're having, what, mocktails? We're having we're having sparkling rosé. Yeah, so this is more... But it's mm-hmm. non-alcoholic. Mm-hmm. But I saw it. I was like, oh, you like got a lot of booze. And you're like, no. I, like, <laughs> I did <okay."> <laughs> Um... <laughs> And so it was the horny ghost one and then the alien one, conspiracy. Yeah. I just showed you that. We didn't make an episode on it, I don't think. Okay. Where his head explodes and yeah, it's that all was, gross. That was disgusting. And then we watched Inner Light is the one where he was like remember he was like an old man, he gets transported away. He um, learns how to play the flute. Remember oh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, that is Sir Patrick Stewart's favorite episode. Did he say that in his book? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he said it because his son, David, is in the episode. Aww. Does he look just like him? Mm, not really. He has <laughs> hair. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, his son, David's in it. So he said it was like a time capsule that he could always go back to and watch. Mm-hmm. And him and his son act. Because his son's an actor, too. Mm. So that would be cool to kind of see. So that was his favorite episode. So... You've seen four episodes so far. Four? I'm like it. So, would you... Where would you rank it in those four? Would I you mean, rank it to the best or kind of like... 
I mean, I think as far as like a life lesson goes, it definitely tops the other ones, yet some of them are just stupid or, you know, gross. <laughs> Don't have sex with ghosts. Yeah. Don't have sex with That's ghosts. a good life lesson. I mean, it was it was entertaining. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm showing you good ones. I haven't shown you the bad ones yet. But the whole time I was watching, I just literally just saw Christmas carols. So, I mean, that's Gosh, Like, you did that with Moana. Was it... No, no, it wasn't Moana. It was the candle. It was a sexy candle of Encanto. Yeah. So I love how you always relate them to another movie. And you're mean, like, oh, this is Encanto. And I was like, holy crap, it is. And then now you're like, oh, this is Christmas Carol. And I've, I've probably seen Tapestry maybe like five or six times. And you never put that together? Never put that together. Huh. I My brain shuts off when Trek comes on. I yeah. just am like, okay, this is what it is. I mean, you fall asleep to it, so. <laughs> Most nights, yeah. Most nights. And so I've... I've probably seen it so much I just don't even think about it, but yeah. it's good to hear that perspective. Yeah. Again, I think I think that's all. Did yeah. you is there anything else you wanted to comment on the episode or last No, nah, it was great. I'll did be, you I'll be here for what? Um, one twenty five. One twenty five. Yeah. And then one fifty. Mm-hmm. On the twenty five. So we brought you in for tipsy trek. Because mm-hmm. that may be something fun. But <laughs> um but did you wanna take risk and uh talk your social media what you're at on instagram i'm sure we'll put it on the on the blast but um so yeah my instagram handle i mean i have facebook but i don't really use it but nobody uses facebook <laughs> um my at is uh stormy cloudus art um which is my maiden name i just wanted to keep that for my art because it sounds snazzy um it does yeah <laughs> so i just i wanted to keep it since that's what everybody knows my art by so that's you know cool yeah yeah we'll definitely keep you on blast and speaking of taking risk i think we might have to risk getting a new intro i'm just kidding (laughs) luna is being fired no she does great oh she gave me an evil eye (laughs) she's she's gonna rip us apart when we get off here but that's okay um but no thank you for coming on yeah it's been crazy to think it's been 100 episodes and um i'm excited for the next 100 The, the podcast is booming we're at it's probably the most popular six weeks we've ever had. I know. You've been killing it. Um, the downloads have been great. We're, we just hit 30,000 on Instagram, and mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're coming up there. But, yeah. well, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. You are welcome. Handshake, I, handshake. I definitely owe you. Maybe we'll go see Thanksgiving this weekend. But So much blood and gore. <laughs> <laughs> what, was the, what was the tagline from that movie um, about um, Thanksgiving? It was like... Come hungry, leave stuffed, or something, something, something like, like that. that. <laughs> yeah. so I'm, honestly, I'm not excited for that. I, it's not your kind of B, B-rated horror grade, movies. Horror movies are my thing. So. Yeah, but I'll still go see it. It'll be good. Well, because you love me. Yeah, but I'm just going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> Did he really have to stab her there? Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, thank you for coming on, and we will wrap it up. Luna, ready to quit? Yeah, she's ready. <laughs> I always have so much fun whenever uh, my wife comes on. And I, I I swear, like the last time we reviewed the sexy ghost candle, it was Encanto. And then now it's Christmas Carol. I'm definitely going to probably do something with the episode art with uh, Picard and Q laying in bed and maybe some Muppet Christmas Carol, because that is my favorite Christmas movie. Again, 
Thank you all so much for listening. It's been a pleasure, these 100 episodes. And if you're wondering kind of where to go from here and, and if you're looking for more content, I have the perfect solution for you. So when I like to sit down after a long day and I'm stretching my legs, I like to just be like, hmm, I wonder if there is some place I can go that has really funny content that will also help me bake a rotisserie chicken while also learning a little self-defense. And that place is none other than www.jasontalksmovies.wordpress.com. Yes, he does it all, folks. Cobb McGraw to caramelized onion steak. It has all there, whether it's funny uh, reviews of the Marvels all the way to uh, how to correctly fix your faucet. It does it all without fail. <laughs> and all of these statements are true a thousand percent. The website link is in the description of the episode. He's a longtime friend of the podcast. Please go check it out. And as always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it a thousand times. I hope everyone stays safe. It's starting to get to the holidays. So remember, keep that mental health strong, especially dealing with family, because good Lord, we all need it when dealing with some family members. Can I get an amen? Luna, let's check us out. Second star of the right, straight on till morning.